You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to another edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. I am Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike. Uh, don't forget to get to Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Watch your outlet. Don't haste. Go buy a case. That's my own little addition to the ad read. Uh, you can find them at Outlet Liquor NY on Twitter. Um, unbelievable place to get your uh, any of your alcohol needs for Bills or Sabres games. I always go there before uh, Bills and Sabres games when I stop over at my buddy Greg's house to uh, chill in his man cave. So make sure you get over there. Unbelievable place. Don't waste. Don't haste by a case. Anyways, uh, get that ad read out of the way. Uh, 2-1 loss tonight. Buffalo to uh, the New Jersey Devils. Um, they were gassed. 1,000% they were gassed from the second period on. You could tell uh, the jump was gone. Um, they battled, though. They battled. They hung in there. Tukarski played an absolutely unbelievable game. 37 saves and 39 shots. Um, and you know what? couple clicks to Nigel Dawes, right? Because, you know, come in, make your NHL debut. Uh, just got called up. Not an easy spot to be in. And I, I believe that was his family in the crowd. Looked awfully proud. Uh, goes and gets his first win and his first career start. So, a couple clicks for Nigel Dawes. Good for you, kid. Uh, you know what are you? But what are you gonna do? It's it's a tough spot for for uh, you know for for a guy like him to be in. And you know he came up, uh, wasn't tested a ton, but you know I don't know what he answered the answered the bell when he was asked to. And uh, I thought he did a good job. You know, um. I, I think that if you would have had the Sabres team, the energized Sabres team from last night and not tonight, I think we're talking a different story because, again, I think they looked absolutely gassed. So, um, but that's all. That's neither here nor there. Again, uh, I'm not that all upset about the, the last two games. The last night against the Bruins, you were playing a very talented, high-end elite team uh, in Boston. You know, their top three lines um, are better than anything you really have right now. Um, even injuries, injuries aside on the middle stat, Yoki Harju, I mean, that, that team is just loaded and you hung in with them. Uh, you actually dominated, at, uh, m- most at analytic, uh, departments, including, uh, expected goals for you last night. Uh, again, against a very, very good, um, Boston Bruins team. And you come in tonight, you're gassed, man. You really sold out last night, right? You, you, you started, you skated hard from start to finish like you should, and you got beat. I'm sorry, you had a much more energized New Jersey Devils team. Great coach behind the bench and Lindy Ruff. You know, we all love Lindy. Uh, good to see him doing well in New Jersey. Um, but here's the thing. You had a rookie goaltender making his NHL debut tonight. You had a team that didn't have Jack Hughes. So even if you're tired, even if you're just not the more as talented of a team, you got to take advantage of that. Those are two uh, – 
those are two big uh, deal, like pieces missing in a starting goaltender and obviously your most talented uh, forward on the team in, uh, in Hughes. You, you got to take advantage of that. Unfortunately, they couldn't. Um, Dylan Cousins getting on the board, well-deserved. Uh, you know, absolutely pissed missile of a shot there in the first period to give him the early lead, one nothing. But, like, that's the thing. Like, in the first period, they were all over the net. They were really creating a lot of havoc for this kid. This kid does. And that just disappeared, really, in the second and third. And third, You know, and that's what you have to do. And anytime you have a new goaltender, you know, a rookie goaltender, whether it's his first start or his fifth start, if he's a rookie, he's a young kid, get in his face, get in his girl. Honestly, I said it. I said it in episode 74, which will be up later tonight. If you got to take a penalty to really obstruct him and really make him uncomfortable, do it. Whatever. You know what I mean? As long as you're in a situation where you're playing with some swag, you're playing with some confidence, I wouldn't even mind them taking a penalty there and in the first or second period just to really cause him some 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 obstruction, make him uncomfortable. We did not make him feel uncomfortable at all tonight. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, can we talk about Dustin Hashik tonight? Absolutely, we can talk about Dustin Hashik tonight. Dustin looked phenomenal. And I'll give credit where credit is due. I mean, I, I've, I've said this kid is nothing but an AHL goaltender. He proved me wrong, at least tonight. Uh, Dustin looked great. His technique was superb. Uh, puck tracking was, you know, unbelievable. And, you know, he didn't give up a ton of second chances. He swallowed up pucks. Um, Stayed square to shooters. And, you know, he deserved to win tonight. Unfortunately, again, I think the boys are just out of gas tonight. Uh and they just couldn't get it done. Um, let's talk about that overtime goal. Jeff Skinner, what the hell are you doing? It, when you're in the defensive zone, it, it's really you man up. Find a man and you stay to him. Three-on-three three hockey, so much open ice, you stick to your man. Jeff Skinner went out of his way. He looked like a lost puppy out there. He looked like a guy He looked like a guy when you're playing NHL, you're playing shell, you pull the controller, you, you know, you're just kind of coasting around. You don't, you don't, you, you don't have a purpose. Like he just didn't know what he was doing out there. He was looking, he was lost. And then he went to a, he went to the puck here who was already manned up on a defender and you just left another guy wide open. And gr granted it didn't happen right in that instant, but you just doing that flyby really opened up uh, Severson and uh, who scored Zaka to, to make that play for him to make that play to Zaka and to finish it on uh on glove side on Tukarski. And, you know, I, I, you need more on a Jeff Skinner there. If you're just gassed, I don't know what the reason he was, but that is inexcusable. You cannot just float around there in three-on-three -three overtime. I don't care who's out there, whether you're blowing up against Alex Ovechkin or Pavel Zaka. It doesn't matter. It's three-on-three. -three. Pick a man and stick to him. No flybys, no two men to a, to, to a single player. You got that, that was brutal. That was absolutely brutal to watch. Dude needs to be a facilitator instead of a scorer, man. I didn't know what planet he was on. Yeah, he does need to be a facilitator. He does need a facilitator there. I just, I, 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 you know, I'm not going to sit here and say the scoring touch of Jeff Skinner's lost. It's not. I really don't think it is. But in order for him to be the not anything close to the $9.5 million player you paid him to be, you need a, a true number one center. And I think the lack of depth down the middle was really prevalent tonight. You didn't have a lot of playmaking ability out there. You were having issues passing the puck. The first pass was fine, but anything after that was just absolutely terrible. Um, first time I would say all season where I'd say the passing was just really brutal like, after that first pass. And uh, the neutral zone after the first period was rough to watch. Um, just, a, just a lot, a lot to be looked at, hopefully on tape, either on the way home tonight or tomorrow at practice. 
really just study some film and just kind of fix those those mistakes you were making. Uh, and Jeff Skitter, I mean, dude, <laughs> that was that was brutal. That was absolutely brutal. Um, but I got it. I mean, what, what can you do? You know, you, you, you went into Boston last night, and this is their first away. These are their first away games. You know what I mean? Like, uh, this was actually I think this was their first. Yeah, this was their first trip away from uh, Key Bank Center. So, you know, I guess it's a good thing that you had so much time at home to play at home and then your first game away. I, I mean, they took one out of one out of four possible points here against Boston, New Jersey. Uh, one of those games with Tekarski. And, and I've said, from your backup goalie on any team that's built to win, you would hope out of 10 starts you get six wins, um, at least 50% or more of the possible points. Uh, Tekarski, out of his two starts, has gotten you three points. What can more can you ask for from the guy? You know what I mean? Especially on a team built like this. So I know I'm not at all upset about the way this team played. However, like, because they were just gassed. And when you're tired, you make mistakes. So the only thing I wish I could have seen maybe Donnie Granado do there at the end of the third period, they had a whistle. They had a whistle at like uh, two minutes. I wish he would have taken a time out there. Um, really give his boys a chance to relax with the expectation. You're probably going to be going into overtime here. Uh, that's the only thing I would have really liked to seen from Granado. Um, I don't think he took used his timeout. I think you have to there, uh, but that's just me. Um, especially when you see that your boys are gassed and they need a breather. Uh, I don't think he used his timeout at all during the game. But also, uh, you know, another Leafs loss. <laughs> you love to see it. Uh, they were throwing jerseys on the ice yesterday. Uh, I last time I checked, the score was five to one Pittsburgh. They're absolutely getting pumped. Uh, Hutchinson was back in that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I love Jack Campbell, man. I, you know, but they really need to figure that out. That was because like, Kyle Dubas has to be getting worried about his job. Because I don't really know what else more you you could do for a team that's built like that. They have the veteran leadership. They have the high end talent. I, I I truly do believe they have a number one goaltender in Jack Campbell. They need to figure this out because that's you know those fans. I I I'm glad I'm not a part of Leafs Twitter. You know, I I, I there's a lot of people in Leafs Twitter that I that I interact with a lot and I, you know, I, I rib them a little bit and they rib me of course, cause I'm a Sabres fan, but uh, that is going to be fun to watch tonight to watch that absolute meltdown. I cannot wait for Steve Dangles all fire tonight. Guy's the most passionate fan I've ever seen in any sport. Uh, the, the guy is second to none. Uh, he loves the Leafs. He loves that team and he deserves so much more. Final score seven to one. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, hey, Robbie. Uh, uh, nice to have you uh, on with us, bud. But anyways, uh, yeah, seven to one. I love to see it, and I fully expect Steve Daigle to absolutely lose his shit tonight on his LFR video, and rightfully so. This that team needs to needs to figure it out, man. They need to tighten it up because you know people's jobs are going to be in the line soon, and there's no excuse with the with the amount of talent you have on that roster to not be winning hockey games not be going two for three at least every single, you know, winning two out of every three. That's inexcusable to me. If I was a Leafs fan, uh, you know, I feel for you guys. That's, that's brutal. Uh, but Hey, you don't have a good, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sabres, uh, what are we second? The Atlantic love to see it. Eat it Leafs fans. But, uh, anyways, guys, uh, I didn't want to take up too much of your time tonight. Um, tough loss. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You know, go back to the drawing board. Hopefully we're a little bit closer to getting both back, both uh, Casey Middlestat and 
Henry, Yoki Haru. Uh, those two guys are two key pieces. I think Casey Middlestat, for me at least, is your number one center um, on a team that doesn't have m- many very good ones after him and Dylan Cousins. So it, you, you got to get those two guys back and healthy. And, you know, hopefully we're close to getting this Jack Eichel ordeal figured out and have more clarity on what this roster is going to look like going forward. I know this is, you know, I, I mean, I know this is probably what it is as of right now, but it's, uh, it's tough. It, it, it's definitely uh, tough to watch because, you know, you have a big asset like Jack Eichel that you, you know, 99.9% will never play for the Sabres again. And you want to see what you're going to get back for a guy like him. But obviously these issues with his neck, not having the clarity. I know he's getting ready. Him and his agents are getting ready to make one last proposal to Buffalo in hopes to, uh, you know, let them get him and get the, uh, the disc replacement surgery uh, instead of the fusion. And, uh, and I was listening to uh, After the Whistle, Andrew Peters and Craig Gervais podcast. And, you know, I don't blame him. You know, fusion is a scary thing. Anything with the neck is a scary thing. Uh, anything fusion at 25, that's a scary, scary fucking thing, man. And I uh, I don't blame him for wanting the disc replacement. It's a safer procedure for longevity in your life and better quality of life. So I do not blame him at all for wanting the uh, – you know, the uh, ADR surgery. So hopefully we get more clarity on that sooner rather than later. I'm not going to hold my breath though. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, two, one loss night by Buffalo to New Jersey. Um, absolutely brutal way. They got, they outplayed after the first period uh, for 40 minutes uh, and then losing it in overtime on a really big mental fart by uh, <laughs> from Jeff Skinner. Again, buddy, what are you doing? I, that was terrible, 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 terrible. Um, but you know, I said this, I've tweeted this. I said the one thing about this team and you know, shades of 96, 97 is you can punch them directly in the mouth and they're going to get right back up and they're going to punch you right back as hard as they can. It may not be to punch as hard as you, but they're going to punch and they're not going to stop punching until you knock them out. And it's going to take them a while to knock them out. And that's where I think you're going to see these, these this team grind out points, much like they did tonight. They grinded out a point tonight. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of that this season. We're going to see a lot of overtime and shootout games, uh, maybe one-point games for Buffalo. I'm not going to sit there and say that they're going to come close to a playoff spot. I really don't think they will. Um, and uh, I just I, I really do think that this team is going to work its ass off for this fan base every single night. And – that's all we can ask for at this point until, you know, we have, you know, these reinforcements in Rochester um, and in junior hockey and in college uh, up on the main roster within the next two to three years, you know, where I think you're really going to see a very, very, very good and talented Buffalo Sabres hockey team. Um, another thing, too, that, that, that game tying goal, that drove me nuts because I hated that penalty on Darlene so much. Yeah, he gave him a little business in front of him. That's a hockey play to me, man. You know, I, I, you know, I, I've seen my defenseman growing up do that so many times and have it going called. I thought that was such a weak call. I know I'm kind of erratic with my thoughts right now, but like that was such a weak call and have that to lead to the game tying goal off a bad bounce off the back of the net. I mean, you, you, you can't, you can't expect that bounce off the back of the net the way that happens. So that sucks. That that's a suck a shitty way for that team to end up tied and going into overtime. So, uh, with that being said, guys, please leave your your comments and your thoughts. Um, I'll have this up on the YouTube channel, and uh, you'll be able to listen to it on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts later tonight. So, uh, you know, make sure you guys have a good night. If you're out, be safe, be well, 
I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. And let's go Sabres. Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review and, of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, at two goalies, one Mike hammer that subscribe button, leave us some comments, show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way and we really appreciate your love and support to those of you who have been with us since episode one. Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, This year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN TNT. We've already seen how great it's been just you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.